let's jump into it if we can this morning. And uh, I'm going to talk to you today by the help of the Lord about something that I believe every person that is watching or that may watch at a future date, no matter where you are in life, no matter where you are in your journey with Jesus Christ, no matter where you are in, 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 in relation to societal uh, expectations, that every one of us can relate in some way to what uh, I want to share with you today. And I want to talk about two things that are independent yet dependent, uh, and that is identity and purpose. When we talk about identity and purpose, it seems like in some ways we are talking about the same thing, that my identity and my purpose have a correlation to one another. But in a lot of ways, we find that in our world today, identity and purpose somewhat disconnect from one another and they operate independently. And, and it's in that independent operation of identity and purpose that we seem, we, we come to find this friction that happens internally in us where there just seems to, in some ways, things don't, don't, don't match up. Just seems like there may be something there that just it just it's just there's friction there. There's there's some there's some unnecessary rubbing and 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 and, and friction that happens internally because when our identity and our purpose are acting independently of one another, then we are truly missing how God has designed each and every one of us. Because I can sit here today and I can say boldly and confidently, and I can even use the word of God to prove this point over and over again, is that each one of us in that is watching today uh, has been designed for a specific purpose. Every one of you, no matter where you've come from, no matter your background, no matter your current status of life, God, is not, God doesn't make mistakes doesn't matter how you came into this world, you were brought into this world by the hand of God. Whether you came because on purpose or you came as a mistake, whether you were loved as a child or abandoned as a child, all of that within context shapes us, but that doesn't define our purpose. Now, I know emotionally that's a struggle for us to grasp because for us emotionally, it's very hard for us to see that because we have been so uh, um, 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 conditioned by our past and the, the, the things of our past, things that, were, that we've done, and more importantly, things that have been done to us, circumstances by which we grew up in. Whether you grew up in a home with two loving parents, you grew up in a home that was of, 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 of where your parents divorced uh, at some time while you were at home, or maybe you never even knew one of your parents. And so watching today, we have a variety of different backgrounds and current states and, 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 and circumstances that have shaped and molded, molded us to this point. But peeling all that away, God has a purpose, a specific purpose for each and every one of us. Notice that it's not just a general purpose. Oh, we're all just going to be doing the same thing. No, God has a specific purpose for each and every one that is watching. That's not just a cute little bumper sticker. That's not something you put on a t-shirt and wear around or just maybe put on a necklace and hang on around your neck. I've got purpose. No, that is the truth 
and the reality of who God is, that he did not design you and make you as a mistake, but he designed you and made you to fulfill a specific purpose to the point that to make that point clear that within each and every one of us, there are uniquenesses that are not copied anywhere on planet earth, that within your fingertips, your your, your, your fingerprints hold a unique signature that only you have. Within the strands of your DNA are unique markers that only you have. Nobody else, none of the 8 billion people on this planet have a duplication of what you have within you. We might have some similarities. We may look the same. We might have similar skin color. We may have similar height. We might have similar builds. We might even look the same. In fact, there was a, a competition that I saw um, a while back where they actually had non, non-twins who competed as twins because they, they didn't know each other. They, most of them weren't even from the same country or the same area, but they looked so incredibly uh, 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 similar that they could pass as identical twins. And so they had a competition on who, which group. There was like 20 of these um, um, Twin sets, non-twin sets, but they look like twins. There's like 20 of them, and they voted on who was the who was the closest match. And the one that the the two the the the, the set that won. I mean, honestly, there was no way possible. You and I looking with just a, 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 obser, a, a obser, observation of our of our naked eye, we could have ever determined that they weren't identical twins. It was it was absolutely stunning. That these people that were not related, that came from completely different DNA strands and completely different family trees had identical traits to the naked eye. But even if that's the case, even if you see somebody, ever someone ever told, well, you look just like so-and-so, or man, you, you remind me of so-and-so, or you, just, you look just like some, somebody I've seen before. I get that all the time. They're like, you look familiar. I'm like, I guess I just have one of those faces, I guess, right? And I'm just like, you look really familiar. Do I know you? And I'm like, I have no idea, no clue. I have no idea. Nowadays, it's scary because when you're online a lot and your face is online, you don't know who has come across or seen you. It's a little nerve-wracking. Uh, in fact, I was out with my kids the other day uh, at, at something. It was uh, yesterday. Uh, no, it was Friday. Friday. I was out with my, my kids Friday, and uh, we went somewhere, and, um, and the guy that was checking out said, have I seen you before? And I'm like, um, I am, I'm not sure. And he goes, are you, are you a pastor online? And I'm like, oh, Lord. The first thing I thought of, forgive me for this, was like, what did I say? I probably said something. And so... Come to find out, he had saw, he, he knew somebody that was a part of, of, of Antioch West or was friends of somebody. I don't remember how it was all connected, but somehow he had seen me before. He's like, I've, I've watched you before. I'm like, I apologize for that. I'm very sorry. Uh, but no, he was very kind, very complimentary. But you never know. But even with that, even though there's some uniquenesses to all of us and we may look the same and you might find your, 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 your non-natural twin out there somewhere, in the remote uh, reaches of this world, you're still unique. Your purpose is unique. In fact, we have had, um, we have uh, twins, a part of Antioch West. And even though they're twins, they both have unique purposes. So why am I saying that? I'm saying this because your purpose is unique to who you are. 
So if that's the case, then why do we struggle so much in, 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 in sort of finding this, this harmony between purpose and identity? Why is it a struggle for most of us that even though we know maybe intellectually or we, we know through, uh, through faith that God has designed each and every one of us today with a purpose, why do we struggle to feel, to, to feel that purpose in our life? And the reason for that, really, we could, we could analyze it from many different ways, but there's something that sort of jumps out when you start to look at this, and that is, is that the reason we struggle with purpose is because we have the wrong identity. Because our identity can distort and in some ways change how we see our purpose. Our purpose is what we were built for. Our purpose was established from the moment we took our first breath. Our purpose was designed, in fact, the Bible says that it, our purpose goes back all the way before there was a heaven and earth because the Bible says in Ephesians that God had a meeting with himself. I love that verse. It says God had a, had a meeting called the council of his will. God is so big and so awesome that when he had a meeting, the only person that could attend a meeting was himself. So he literally called a meeting with himself. And in this meeting, he established things. Before there was ever on earth, he established things. And within that establishment, he established, because you and I, because the Bible says our names were written in the book of life from the beginning. So you and I had a purpose that's been established long before we ever stepped on this earth. But the problem we have is, is that because of our, 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 our identity, our identity has distorted and in some ways changed how we see our purpose. And I'm gonna give you an example today of, of what I mean by that. And I've got some... Um, some visual aids here to help me. If anyone knows me or you're just getting to know me, you will find I'm a very visual person. That's sort of how God shows me things a lot in pictures. Um, and so visually, uh, it helps me sometimes to see things. So hopefully, maybe you're a visual person today. So hopefully, my little simple illustration will help you. But I've got some, I've got some things to help me here. Um, if I held this up to you right now and I ask you what this was, most of you, without very, without much thought and deep analysis, would quickly identify this as this is a Dunkin' Donuts coffee cup. This coffee cup is has a purpose. The purpose of this cup is to hold the coffee that you purchase when you go to Dunkin' Donuts. Now, this particular one says Dunkin'. I'll put that there so you can still see it. I got another one here. What is this? Same thing. Coffee cup, right? This one comes from Dash In. Now, according to my wife, hazelnut cream Dash In coffee is her most is, is her favorite coffee she's ever tasted. No matter where we've been, we've been We've been to tons of coffee places, all kinds of 
fancy coffee places and hole-in-the-wall coffee places. And according to my wife, and I'm not a coffee drinker, so I'm taking her word for it, that dash-in hazelnut cream, um, bean-to-cup, that's the key, right? Not the pot, but it's a bean-to-cup uh, coffee is her favorite. So, uh, Kate, this is for you. I'm using this. But this is, again, another coffee cup from Dashian. Same thing. It's a coffee cup. We got another one here from McDonald's, McCafe. Again, all three of these have the same purpose. Now, what's cool about it is they look different. They are different. They're not the same in from their look. Duncan, Dashian, and McDonald's. But they all are fulfilling a purpose. So they don't have to look the same in order to fulfill that purpose. They can actually be, this one's a little taller. I tried to get them similar sizes, but it's funny. Every place had a little different size. So Dashian is a little taller. It's a little bigger, whereas these are pretty much similar. I think this is a little narrower. But each one of them, even though they're different and they look differently, they all hold the same purpose. And that is to, is to uh, be a coffee cup so that when you go to uh, get your coffee, they hand you this cup. And most of the places, unless you go to Dashian where it's self-serve, but most of the places they're going to give it to you with coffee in it. Now, before we get too far, just to make note of this, this is not what we're talking about today. This cup um, has value. And even though this cup seemingly is something, I, I got to be honest with you, behind me, um, if you can't tell, and maybe you've been watching this for several months now, so hopefully you've been able to tell this, but I'll give you a quick breakdown. In case you're wondering, these shelves here are my wife's. These shelves here are mine. I know that blows you away because I'm sure most of you thought these belonged to me and this belonged to my wife. However, um, no, just in case the stuff on this shelves belongs to my wife, the stuff on these shelves belongs to me. This is part of my Lego collection. Um, and it's just, I guess we, some of us never grow up, but these are some part of my Legos collection. In fact, that one right there is the newest one. My kids got me. I don't even have to buy them anymore. My kids buy them for me for birthdays and Christmas and, and, um, Father's Day. And they just got me this one right here, the Father's Day. They got me the Lego Pac-Man machine. So anyways, uh, behind me is, is, is some decorations. It would be silly that if you came to my house today and you saw on my shelf behind me, three coffee cups that are sitting there from McDonald's, Dunkin' Donuts and Dash In. And more than likely, your response would be, why has he left trash there? Because no, most people are not going to go to these places, not to knock these places, but they're not exactly your high-end coffee establishments, okay? I think this is like $2.50. I think these are all pretty relatively inexpensive cups of coffee. They're not some kind of special coffee shop where only the elite coffee drinkers go. This is your run of the mill every day, every, all, I mean, come on. It says America runs on Dunkin'. So I don't know if that's the case or not, but apparently America agrees that they run on Dunkin'. But if you put this on the shelf, your initial thought would be, why does he have that trash 
on a shelf because we don't see any value in these things. At, at, at the way they are, they don't seem like they have value. But I argue they have great value. Because I tell you what, go to Dunkin' Donuts today when you're done. And go up to, to the counter and order a cup of coffee. And they say, sure. And they say, would you do me a favor? Would you come behind the counter? And you said, sure, uh, I guess. You walk behind the counter and they say, put your hands out. And um, you put your hands out and uh, they pour coffee in your hands. You will find out really quickly the value of this cup. Because nobody wants coffee in their hands. Because first of all, that's not what it's designed for. So even though this cup probably doesn't have a great monetary value, even though it's probably not free, even though, by the way, what's funny, all this was free. They gave me cups for free. I know that's not a big deal, but I guess in the world today where you figure you pay for everything, they gave me cups for free. But this cost the company something. It may cost them two or three cents, but it wasn't free. And when you go to the coffee dispensary, you need this cup because even though the coffee is what you're there for, without the cup, the coffee can't fully be manifested. My daughter told a story. We were, we were talking the other day, and we were tell, she, they were telling some childhood stories that happened that we really didn't know about. You know, it's one of those confession times. My daughter, uh, I don't know how old she was. She's probably, I'm going to guess, 8, 9, 10, somewhere in that uh, range. Um, she said, my wife had just got a Keurig, uh, if you don't know what Keurig is, the single cup, little little pods you put in the coffee and you you push the button, it's a single serve. Well, my wife had just gotten a Keurig and my daughter was curious about it. And so I think my wife was busy or wherever she was, she wasn't around. And so my daughter decided to try to, uh, to, to uh, make herself some coffee. And so apparently she said she put it in there and she closed the little lid and hit the button and it started making it. And when it started to dispense the coffee, she quickly realized she hadn't put a cup underneath the dispense. So in a panic, she didn't know what to do. She put her hands out and she said it didn't take long to realize that was a bad idea because the coffee was burning. And so needless to say, you know the end of the story. Coffee goes everywhere. Apparently she must have cleaned it up because my wife didn't recall. At least I don't remember her saying she recalled it. I didn't recall it. So just a note. Coffee cups matter. But back to the point. So we understand we've established these cups have a purpose. But here's the point. If I have here right now, I have a group of markers. All of a sudden now, if I put these markers in this cup, even though this cup here was designed with a purpose, because of what I put in it, I have changed the identity of the cup. If I said to you, this is a coffee cup, you're going to say, no, actually, it's a marker holder. Or let's go a little further here. If I put in the middle, I've got some orange juice here. Now, this is no longer a coffee cup. It is an orange juice cup. And let's go a little further here for a moment. On the dash-in cup, let's pour some good old Diet Coke. Now, question. Have I changed anything about these cups 
from their initial design? Has anything from what you saw from the beginning changed about these cups, but the way they were designed and the original purpose that somebody engineered these cups to fulfill? But now each one of these has changed, not because of what has happened on the outside, but they have changed because of what's been put on them on the inside. And therefore, inside of them, there are now markers, orange juice, can you see that, and Diet Coke. Now the inside has changed the purpose. You can say, what do I have before you? If you didn't know any better, you'd say three coffee cups. But now that you've seen what I've done, you now say, well, you have a marker holder, you have an orange juice cup, and you have a soda. Wait a minute. The design of these all was for coffee. That's the purpose. But their identity has now changed and distorted their purpose because their identity has been based off what is on the inside. And now because of what's on the inside, it's now defining how their purpose is seen and how their purpose is being fulfilled. They're no longer coffee cups. They're something different. That's why Jesus said, it's not what goes into a man that defiles him, but come out of the man. And I, can I say to you today, what's in you defines you. What's in you is your identity. And if it's not the right thing that's in you, it, now you're, not only is it going to change your identity, but it's going to distort your purpose. Because today, I can say, well, you know what? I don't want to be a marker holder. Okay, well, don't be a marker holder. So let's get rid of the markers. Well, we're back to being a coffee cup. But now, let's just take some good old-fashioned H2O. And now, guess what? We're not a coffee we're just a cup of water. Again, how have we changed the purpose? We've changed the purpose by changing what goes in it. What goes in these cups changes the purpose. If the cups are empty, they are a coffee cup. But if you start putting different things in them, they start changing. Because the identity changes and therefore the purpose of them begins to change. But see, ultimately, there's something that happens when we can match identity and purpose. Because now we have what most consider to be one of the elite brands. And just by seeing the emblem on this cup, you know exactly where it comes from. And you know exactly what it's supposed to be. It is a coffee cup from Starbucks. Why? Because that's the purpose. That's the design. That's what it's supposed to be. Next to these cups, guess what? They all have the same purpose. They're different. They have different flavors. You can get different tastes. If you were a coffee drinker, you could tell me, which one of these is better? Which one has better flavor? Which one is darker? Which one is richer? Which one tastes like watered-down sludge? However you choose to describe it. But right here, right now, there is a preference. If I said, okay, everyone who enjoys this, 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 or this, we could get into debate which one of these has the best coffee. Because we know that even though they're all coffee, there's so, there is differences here. 
They're not all the same. There's some similarities enough that we know they're all in the same family, but there's differences enough to know that the purpose has a little bit of difference between all of them. But in the end, looking at these, we all know because we were here when it happened. Water, orange juice, soda. This still is empty. And we still say, well, that's a coffee cup. So this is a water cup now because we poured water into it. So we, because what's in it, we changed the purpose. This is an orange juice cup. Because of what's in it, we changed the purpose. This is a soda cup. Because of what was in it, we changed the purpose. This is empty. So we still define it as a coffee cup. Because when we were born, we were born empty. But guess what? Because we were born empty, there's something in us that's desiring to be full. If you left this cup empty forever, you would go, man, that cup was a waste. More than likely, if it was empty forever, you'd end up throwing it away because you don't see the purpose in it because it remained empty. So every one of us was born. When we came into this earth, we were born empty. But because we're born empty, we desire to be filled. The problem is we've chosen to be filled with multiple things, whether it's, whether it's pleasure, whether it's, whether it's success, work, whatever. You, just the labels are endless of what we can choose to be filled with. But for this example... All three, all four of these were designed with a purpose, but they started off empty. But the way you fill them changes the purpose. But the problem is there's that friction we talked about in the very beginning. It looks like a coffee cup, but it's got water. So even though we now accept it as a water cup, we go, but it looks like a coffee cup. But it's a water cup because it's got water in her. This is definitely the weird one, right? Because it just feels weird to drink orange juice out of a coffee cup. But it's a perfectly good way to drink orange juice. It doesn't change the flavor of the orange juice. It doesn't change the consistency of the orange juice. But it just feels weird, right? Because it doesn't look like orange juice should be in it. If you don't believe me, you can. I'll just tilt it down without making a mess. Orange juice, right? It just feels weird. Because we see purpose, but we identify it differently. And so there's friction. And then we have... Mr. Diet Coke over here, and it's still weird. Like, it just looks weird for me to drink Diet Coke out of this cup. This cup. It looks weird. Because why? Because we're, we're, we see things and we're like, wait a minute, that's supposed to be one way, but it's changed. And so even though we accept it as something it is, there's just something in us that just doesn't add up. Because ultimately... This cup was designed for a specific, a specific purpose. And it was designed, ultimately, to hold coffee. If somehow, someway today, I took the labels off all of these and just told you what was in them. So let's just take for a moment, let's use our imagination for a moment, and let's just erase the, all the logos. So no more no more Starbucks, no more Dashin, no more Dunkin', no more McDonald's. They're just blank. They're all the same. And I told you, water, orange juice, Diet Coke, coffee. You would automatically go, okay, that's a water cup, orange juice cup, soda cup, coffee cup. The thing that throws you off is the fact that there's a label here that's telling you, we know McCafe, Dunkin' doesn't serve OJ like that. Dashin' does not serve Diet Coke like this. 
The Bible says that we were made in his image. You and I were made in his image. That when he fashioned you and I, he created you and I with an ultimate purpose to be his image bearers. He wants to make you and I to be like him. That's what we were designed for. But because God can't force anyone to do that, ultimately, what happens? We have to make a choice. We have to make a choice to fulfill our purpose. But guess what? Either we don't know that's what we're designed to be or our purpose to be, or life tells us something differently. Life says, don't be a coffee cup, be a water cup. Don't be a water cup, that's so shallow. Be an orange juice cup. And if you really want to be cool, be a Coke cup, Diet Coke cup to be specific. I mean, let me come on. Being a Coke, I'll be a coffee cup, that's so square. You're just square. You're just, you're just too... You're just, you're just trying to be a goody, goody tissue. You're just one of those people that think they just got it all together just because, you know, they, wait a minute. No, I'm not, I, I'm not trying to be better than anybody else. I'm just trying to be who I was designed to be. I was designed to be like Jesus. I recognize it's not me who makes the difference, but it's what's inside of me makes the difference. The only difference in these four cups, it's not the way they were designed. The only difference in these four cups is what on the inside. When you look at me today, what, I, what you see is not what makes me different. By looking at me, you wouldn't know that I'm any different than anybody else. But hopefully it's because what's on the inside. Because Jesus Christ is not just somebody that I fellowship with on the weekends, I hang out with on Sunday. But Jesus Christ is somebody that dwells on the inside, that lives in my heart and whose spirit abides in my life every day. Because of that, that's what defines me and gives me my identity. I'm not trying to be better than anybody else. I'm not trying to outdo anybody else. But I can have an identity because of what's on the inside. And when my identity is defined by Jesus being on the inside, and then it matches my purpose for which he designed me to be his image bearer from the very beginning. When you match identity and purpose, whoo, that's where it all starts to just... I mean, that's where it all starts to make sense. Not meaning that this cup doesn't have its problem. In fact, guess what? Let's just take this cup right here, right? And this is what happens, right? Okay, we're designed. But let's be honest. We all get stuff that happens in our life. Just, we get, it's just, it, life can be rough, man. Let's just, let's just call it what it is. Life can be cruel. People mark on you. You mark on yourself. You make a mess of things. People make a mess of things. I mean, your childhood, a school teacher, your financial status, the color of your skin. I mean, you just, I mean, it's just a mess, right? Life's a mess. And it just creates a mess. And it's just, I mean, ultimately, when we see ourselves, we just see a bunch of things that have happened to us or a bunch of things that we think defines us. Can I ask you a question, though? We've made a mess of things on the outside, but has the purpose of this cup changed? No, you can look at this cup and go, well, look at that. That cup is so perfect. And this cup is so messed up. But can I be honest with you? Do they both still fulfill the same purpose? Has this cup 
lost its purpose because it has some doodles on it? Because it's not pristine? Has it lost its purpose? Because inside, it's still empty. Inside, it's still clean. Okay, the outside's not perfect. The outside has been messed up. The outside has got some stuff to it. It's No, it's not the pristine cup I have over here. But it hasn't lost its purpose because it's not really what's the outside that defines it. In fact, Jesus uh, uh, quoted it and it was established all the way back in the Old Testament. The Bible says God looks on the outside. Man looks on the outside, but God looks on the heart. This is how we see it. This is what man sees. We see all this stuff. And therefore, we're no longer accepted by society. We no longer feel like we fit in. We feel like we're a mistake. We feel like we're no longer any good because of what we've been done to us on the outside. We're marked over. We're, des- we're destroyed. We're, we're written on. And to the point where sometimes people even... Let's just go ahead and put on there. No good. Mistake. How about this one? Unloved. Or just, just, just general category. We'll just say trash. See, we become labeled by all kinds of things. Whether labels we put on ourselves or labels that others put on us. No good. Unloved. Mistake. Trash. Some have told you that. Some of you have told yourself that. But that doesn't change your purpose. Because out here is what man sees. But this is what God sees. So, Here's the thing. Back to my original group. Here's the issue. You can choose to find purpose on your own. You can choose purpose the way you want it. Well, I'd like a, some success, some money, a family, pleasure, addiction. Just YOLO, you only live once kind of life. And when you, when you put all this in there, it feels like this out here makes sense because of what's in here. So now what do you do? The first thing you've got to do is you've got to admit this wasn't the way it's supposed to be. I got to empty this out. That doesn't make sense. I got to get back to where nothing is, def- nothing inside of me is, defining me anymore. Yeah, I might still look the same on the outside. I might still have a bunch of scars and mistakes that you can see, but inside I'm emptied out. That's called repentance. The Bible calls it repentance. It's a emptying out of all that's inside. Why? To make room for the original purpose. Because in all of us today, it's not the outside that's the problem. It's what's inside because we need to be filled again. With what we were originally purposed to be. 
You know what's amazing now? Let's put this pristine Starbucks over here. The pretty Starbucks. Let's put the messy Starbucks over here. Now you look at these four. McCafe, decent, Duncan. American runs on Duncan. Dash in, according to my wife, home of the best coffee in the world to her. And then this cup that used to be a Starbucks cup that looked like you gave it to a three-year-old and they had a good time, and now it just looks like a mess. If I ask you which one of these cups you would want, you would probably pick all three of these before you pick this one. But what if I told you, in this cup is water, in this cup is OJ, in this cup is Diet Coke, in this cup is coffee, Starbucks coffee to be exact. Pike Place is the flavor. Now, all of a sudden, you don't really care what the outside looks like. You just care which one has the coffee. So guess what? You can walk around and act like you're all big and bad because you've got the perfect exterior. Because everything about you looks right. Oh, I'm a Christian. I believe in God. I walk with Jesus because look. Yeah, but you have the wrong thing in you. Well, you know, I was, I, I'm, 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 I look like a Christian. I've got it all cleaned up. I'm all buttoned down like a Christian should be. Yeah, but you got orange juice in you. You, 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 you got orange juice in you. I've been, I go to church every Sunday. Look at me. I'm the perfect cup. I'm the perfect cup. Yeah, but you got Diet Coke. And then you're like, you know what? I got some mess on the outside, man. My life's a mess. I'm not perfect. And I don't look perfect. But on the inside, you have a purpose because God has placed his spirit in you. And that's what matters. And when your identity matches your purpose, it doesn't matter what you have on the outside, what scratches and hurts and wounds and mistakes and identities and labels you've been placed on your outside because it's what's inside of you that has made the difference. So you and I have a choice. What are we going to fill ourselves with? Because what we fill ourselves with is going to change our identity. And what our our identity is, is going to ultimately determine how we fulfill our purpose. All of these started off as coffee cups, but they changed because of what went in them. So you choose today. Which one of these cups do you want to be? I want to be the cafe because look, it looks so yellow and It's like gold. It's so pretty. And Duncan, I mean, everybody knows who Duncan is. I want everybody to know who I am. And, you know, I just feel like there's a dash. I feel like a a gas station kind of guy. Well, then that's who you are. And you're like, well, I don't really want that. It looks like it's just, it looks like it needs to be thrown away. It's a mistake. People have just, who did that? It's just a mess. And that's what society says that's what the world says that's what we feel like because we see what's on the outside and therefore we determine uh no good i'm telling you when mark my words in heaven there's going to be a lot more marked up starbucks cups than there are pristine mccafes duncans and dashins we're going to be shocked when we get to heaven we're looking around and go how did that ratty starbucks cup make it here and hey by the way have you seen the mccafe Where's Duncan? They didn't make it. What? How did Duncan not make it to heaven? Where did McCafe go? They were perfect. They looked amazing. I mean, they didn't have one scratch on them. Yeah, but the problem was it wasn't what they looked like that was the problem. It was what they were filled with was the wrong thing. 
You're going to go, um, excuse me, I'd like to have a meeting with the uh, welcoming committee. Um, Peter, excuse me, um, uh, St. Peter, uh, you and I need to talk. I know you're the keeper of the pearly gates, but I got to be honest with you. How did that dude get in here? How did she get in here? Have you seen what she looks like? Have you seen what he looks like? And Peter's going to respond back. You're not defined by who we see you to be. You're defined by what's on in you. We didn't let them in because the way they looked. We let them in because of what was in them. Jesus said, it's what's in you. What's in you that defiles you. It's what's inside a man's heart that's the meaning. Because you know what they were arguing? They were arguing the fact that Jesus' disciples didn't wash their hands. And they were upset because they said, how can you let them eat when they didn't wash their hands? And he says, what are you worried about? It's not what matters. It's not, it's not, the, it's not how you clean yourself on the inside, outside that matters. It's what's happening on the inside that determines that. So can I just challenge you today? First of all, if you are filled with something you're not supposed to be, would you empty out and let God fill you with the right purpose? Let him put the right thing back in you, what you were designed to be. And don't let yourself be labeled by what you see in the mirror or what others have told you about yourself because of what they see. Be defined and let your identity be what's on the inside because it's what's in you that matters. That's why this whole walking with Jesus thing is more than just simply a religion. Religion wants to define by the outside. Religion says, okay, the thing that really matters is what we look like. So we got to look right. We got to act right because that's what matters. That's, that's religion. But Jesus says, that's not what I'm focusing on. What I'm focusing on is what's on the inside. Because if you get the right thing, it doesn't matter if it's a mess on the outside, honey. Which one do you want to take? Your choice today. Would you, are you thirsty? Would you like water, orange juice, Coke, Diet Coke, I'm sorry, or coffee? And all of a sudden, you no longer look at the cups, what they say. You're now saying, okay, which one do I want? Because... It's defined by what's in them. I know this has been a very simple and somewhat childlike illustration, but somehow today I pray that you are challenged by this. What's on the inside of you? What are you allowing on the inside? What are you taking in on the inside that's identifying who you are? Because the only thing that matters on the inside that truly frames your identity as having Jesus Christ in your heart every day. So you can show up on Sundays and say, woo I'm a coffee cup. Look, everybody, I'm a coffee cup. I'm a coffee cup. But when you walk away, you're empty. Or you can show up on Sunday and say, praise God, everybody. It's good to see you today. I'm a coffee cup for Jesus. But when you walk away on Monday, you're just a water cup. You're not fulfilling your purpose. You're just a water cup. I mean, praise God, everybody runs on Jesus because everybody runs on Duncan. Praise God. You're just an orange juice cup. And everyone says, well, look at that. Whew, man, what a terrible, what, what a train wreck that is. Yeah, but you don't realize Jesus is not looking at a train wreck. He's looking at something that is fulfilling the purpose. You know what? If you're not going to use because you think you're just so that, God's going to take what you have. He's just going to start giving it away to others because you know what? They cherish 
what it really means to be filled with the right thing. Father, I have spoken how you've, the words you've given me to speak. I've, you gave me this, these images, this illustration. I believe you gave it to me, placed it in my heart because for someone that's watching today, they know exactly what you're trying to say to them because they feel so empty or they feel so frustrated because they just can't seem to understand what's going on in their life. But in reality, it's because they filled themselves up with so many different things that now their purpose has been changed from what you have designed us to be. And that's for us to be like you and to walk with you. So Lord, I pray in Jesus' name today that by your grace, you would lead each and every one of us to understand who we are is based on what's in us. And ultimately the greatest thing that can be in us is you and your spirit dwelling in each and every one of us every day, all day. And so Lord, I pray in Jesus name that a spirit of revelation would come on each and every one that is watching today, that they would find who you, who they are through you by you dwelling in them in Jesus name. Praise God. God bless you. I thank you for watching. And as always, I pray that you are challenged and ultimately desiring to be closer to Jesus by something that was said here today. I pray in Jesus' name that you have a safe uh, holiday with your family or friends, however you choose to celebrate it. And we will see you again next Sunday at Maritime. God bless.